The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Perkis, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, I'm on the road. I got to watch Bears-Colts joint practice today. And how was your day viewing it from home? Uh, it was nice. I'm kind of was. Uh, I, I work today. I didn't get a chance to take the day off and, and make the trip to Indy like you. Uh, so I'm a little jealous. That's kind of cool to have a chance to go there. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but my day was nice. You know, just work and then. Uh, it's nice here. It's in like the mid eighties. So, uh, as soon as I got off the real job, I worked from home today. I, I jumped in the pool. I just kind of relaxed in there, kind of just hanging out. I got the, I got the show prepped and ready to go. I'm running the board today. As you guys could or watch, you could see I'm on the, the wrong side, you know, Jeff's over there. So, so it may be a little uh, discombobulated as I try and um, navigate the, the board stuff. Yeah, you'll do great. So <laughs> yes, uh, it's interesting to go to another team's practice. I was thinking about this, as a as a kid, uh, number one Bears fan took us to a Denver Broncos practice in Greeley, Colorado, oh. um, because that was a, a time period that John Elway was was the quarterback, and we were on vacation in, in Colorado. I think that's probably the only other team's practice that I've that I've ever been to besides the Bears, and so you know you don't know what to expect. Um, big facility like this this grand park is very grand i mean it's they got tons tons of ball fields uh you know parking lots just this huge area in indianapolis we get there you know it's just like a couple guys along the pathway scanning your tickets right like it's like total opposite of the the choke point at house hall where you know everybody's bust in right i mean just you park your card you walked in um and then you know kind of similar to Hallis where they've got the, the kids zone and stuff happening for the kids and everything and then they had like a giant grandstand like a really big much bigger than I, what they have at Hallis. um i think it went from so it's two football fields like side to side so not so 100 yards a uh, few yards of space 120 yards i should say yards of space and then another 120 yards so two full football fields and that's end. different than house house is like they're 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 width yeah, wise yeah, together width, right yeah. um so this was you know length you know toe-to-toe whatever you want to say um and and their grandstands i you know i don't know what yard line it started at but i want to say like maybe the 20 and then like all the way down to the other 20 or something and they had little tents for for people to uh to be in um, on the other side of that, we saw George McCaskey 
um, you know, man of the people blocking the, the grandstands. I'm not sure why. Just maybe just wanted to show his face. Uh, and then he disappeared. That's uh, just but, George, man. George is always there. I mean, he has his thing. He loves the people. He loves being out there and mingling. Yep. That's just who he is as a uh, as, as the chairman. Yep, man of the people. Uh, it feels like every time I, I go to camp, I'm going to see George McCaskey. Yeah. So, so that, that's exciting that I, I you know, saw him here, too. So didn't get to say hi this time, but uh, he, he was there. Um, but it's a, it's a nice facility. And then the players enter from the opposite side of where you're at, like through some trees. <laughs> like it's kind of this I tree saw that line. on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of come out, you know. And it was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, which is, you know, obviously a little different than at house where they just come out of the building or if you're at the other fields, they have to kind of walk down uh, and they have to rope it off. So it seems like they got a, a nice little facility there. Um, not a lot of shade, uh, just a little bit if you get behind one part of the grandstand. But we, we set up on one field. I heard from somebody early, they said, well, I think the team drills are going to happen on the south field. And I was like, oh, OK, well, inside information. Right. That's exciting. You always got to listen for those things, you know, Yep, yep. you never know. Yeah. So we set up there and then I, I saw our friend, uh, Luis Medina, who's a bleacher uh, report guy, um, bleacher nation guy. And uh, I said, Hey, I heard this. And as I'm walking down, I hear another person say, well, one side's going to have the number one bears offense and number one Colts defense. Uh, and then the other side's going to do the opposite. So it's going to be, you know, the, the Bears defense. And, you know, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. So they utilize both fields and they had things going on at the same time. So there's no way to watch all of the practice. You know, you could kind of sneak a peek over at the other field. Uh, but for the most part, we were right in front of the offense, which you know didn't hurt my feelings. Nice. Um, any, and, uh, you know, I, I, I caught a little bit of what was happening on the other field, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, but it's an interesting setup. And, and they were very... Uh, everybody's very friendly. I mean, there's no rivalry here with the Colts. No. Um, there's maybe a lot of towns in in this part of the state, like North Northwest Indiana, I guess, would have split loyalties, and so I could see there being being some issues. There's no real rivalry here, um, but you know, for the most part, people were pretty cordial to each other. There's a couple Yahoos that were wearing Packers gear. Um, I don't understand. Like one guy had a Jair Alexander, and I, I go, "What are you doing?" What are, you, what are you doing here? And he just goes, go, Pat, go, right? I mean, just like, they're they're just, they're just There's always that, those guys, yeah. Yeah, knuckleheads, as you would call them. You saw uh, Ed Sprinkle jersey in the wild, though. Unbelievable. Um, almost went is, over. Is that your first game. ever? I, I, yeah, I've never I've never seen that before. Okay. Uh, so that's exciting. So I, I assume that that guy had to have that custom made, because yeah. I don't think that they would have just sold that out on the open market. I don't think that's been a an offering from from chicagobears.com but uh that was very impressive he wins the night i saw a tom waddle uh jersey that one was pretty good you know you see the typical there's tons of fields obviously in current players but you know you see the typical like brandon marshall i saw three different uh, uh tillman jerseys saw some hester i saw a hester miami jersey that was pretty unique nice. uh you know i don't see much of that i've seen like urlacher new mexico jerseys in the wild yeah but but i've never seen this Hester Miami jersey. So that was fun. Nice. So uh, pre-show, you were telling me that when you were there, it seemed like it was about 60, 40 Colts fans, which still 40% Bears fans. Obviously, Bears fans always travel well, but 
you know, Indiana, you know, prior to the Colts moving there, Indiana was pretty much a, a bear state, you know, back in the day. So I'm sure there are still a lot, a lot of holdovers there that, that are there watching the bears. So 60, 40, not bad. I'm sure tomorrow will probably, probably be the same there. So before we jump into trends tribute, how we always start a show, I want to ask you one more, one more question about the experience there. So I noticed you didn't do any video. Is that because they had a video policy or is that just because, you know, you're just like, you know, let's just kind of be chill and, and make sure we don't get in trouble. Uh, I, so I was a little worried. I didn't know that were other people tweeting video. Can you, do you know? They were, there were a few, but okay. there was, there wasn't a lot. There were very big signs that said video strictly prohibited. Okay. And so I wanted to respect that rule and follower. I, I, yeah, I, I, I just, respect it. exactly. Yep. Wanted to respect that, but, uh, you know, it did not look like there were people per- patrolling or anything i did see our old friend um he, he was he was present but uh was he, you know, was he, he watching you he was watching uh, he didn't after. he didn't okay. i don't think he saw me we'll put it that okay. way but we, we definitely saw him which is what he wants right like he wants yeah. wants to be noticed <laughs> um but no i i i just there's a giant sign you know i can and i That's can good. read so i just i you know i followed the rules good job good job all right, you want to kick this off with our uh, our trench tribute, like we always start here. Um, I, again, I feel weird being on this side of the of the screen. I feel like I have to lead into the categories because, like, you know, I'm I'm in the JB role today. So let's go to trench tribute. You were there. So of the trenches, who stood out to you most today? Right. So I'm mostly watching the offense, and uh, I wasn't able to. You know, we we keep getting sat away from the linemen. We're gonna have to put in like when a they do their drills. Line. Yeah. Yeah. So they were on the other side of the field. Uh, like I was in front of like the linebackers and the DBs doing drills, which I like that stuff. But but you know I, mean, I like to watch the lines. So it really comes down to like the team drill play, um, and uh, you know for the most part, you know it, I, my position was best to watch the wide receivers. To be quite honest with you, I was I was in that spot. But overall, I can say that I thought that the starting offensive line. So it's not a specific person, but the starting offensive line did a nice job giving Justin protection. There were most of the dropbacks that he had on the team drills. He had enough time to get the ball away. And so I think overall, you might be seeing some development here from this starting five as they start to work together here, right? You got Dave Davis is back. uh, You know, Whitehair is getting settled in the center spot again. Like everybody's, you know, in there together now. Um, And there were multiple plays where Justin was not at all pressured, um, which was nice, which allowed him to deliver some really good balls. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Nate Davis is back. Uh, he kind of came back earlier in the week. Um, our guy Mason West talked about how it was an injury, something legitimate was there. Um, you know, he didn't want to talk about it when he had his press conference, but, you know, he's back. He said it's all that matters now, and the Bears kind of worked him in there at, at the right guard spot along with uh, Jatari Carter. So, but like you said, you know, some cohesion is building there, and uh, it's, it's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing I can say, and I, mean, I don't think I'm spoiling too much, but one of the big explosive plays here was a, a big run by Foreman. And that would have been, I believe um, if I, if my memory serves me correctly, I would, I would think that would have been right between Tevin Jenkins and Braxton Jones. And so uh, right off the left side there. So I think that that might be a spot to watch for some, some explosive runs here because uh, you got a couple guys that can do it. And I think that they're uh, that that's probably the strength of that left side of the line is, is some, which is weird. You know, again, that's yeah. typically a right side line thing, but uh, that left side of the line, I think, is going to do some road grading. You know, you mentioned Tevin Jenkins, and you know, I kind of watched some of the tweets pop off today, and uh, it seemed like there was uh, one or two plays where the Colts may have 
nudged against Justin Fields a bit late on a couple plays, and I saw something where Tevin Jenkins kind of got in someone's face. I mean, there were no altercations. Obviously, this is a, a friendly practice here, but but I did see Tevin Jenkins was the guy that kind of stepped up and say, hey, back the F off my quarterback. Yeah, I saw that a little bit. Um, there was one play where Justin threw an interception, um, but you know, he got hit, which again, that's going to happen in a real game, and so you yeah. can't throw that ball, but he's also of the mindset that he's not going to get touched here, so he's yeah. going to let the ball loose. So it's one of those things where people are like, oh, Justin Fields just threw an interception. It's like, yeah, but like right when it came off, it was, he, he got hit as he throws it. Before I didn't even have to watch it. That was that ball was going to get picked, right? You just yeah. you know that when you see it. Um, but it might it may have been Tevin. That pressure may have been around the around Jenkins. It may have been Jenkins' guy, uh, and so he was probably first on the scene because it was it was his guy that, that <laughs> yeah. caused that pressure. Um, so uh, that's you know, and we don't have the player anymore that uh, decided to come in and calm that down, right? When when Tevin Jenkins did that the first time, ah, uh, the so, Jermaine Fetty game, ah. Uh. That's yes, terrible. exactly. I, I wasn't going to mention his name. I wasn't Not sure we terrible. could we could say that name on our show, um, but you know, I I think that Tevin Jenkins is now more of the like leader, right? Like the, the, he's right? established here, and he's the guy that like is going to set the tone, and you know that that attitude is something that's going to be embraced rather than whatever the heck happened in that game with with Jermaine Fetty. You know, that's really quick. I want to before we move on. I want to talk about little Jenkins. This is his third year, obviously, on the Bears, so he's a veteran now. Yeah, he's had some injuries in the past, but Cody White here obviously is the leader of that unit. He's the veteran. He's the center. He's been there for a long time. You know, but he's never been kind of a, a vocal guy. He's kind of been more of a lead by example kind of player. And then the other guys, obviously, we have a second year pro in Braxton Jones, a rookie on the, at right tackle in Darnell Wright, a brand new guy in Nate Davis, Tevin Jenkins he may have more of a leadership role this year, especially if he brings that attitude, you know, and then the other team kind of, the other guys on the line kind of feed off that. I love that on my old line. I want a couple of guys that are pricks up there to kind of set the tone, you know, don't mess with my quarterback, you know, help your guys up, you know, don't hit my guy late, you know, let the other, the, the, the defense know that you're not going to stand for that kind of BS. Yeah. Set the tone, set the tempo. I think the same thing. It'd be interesting to see where Darnell Wright fits in there. I don't see that sort of attitude from Braxton Jones, which that's fine, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, it, you know, Darnell Wright, rookie, we'll, we'll see where he goes. But you could see him maybe sort of getting that streak uh, going a little bit too. I don't see it on the Nate Davis. He doesn't seem like the guy so far to, to, to want to mix it up or – you know, I'm sure he even would. practice for that matter. So <laughs> right, you gotta you gotta show us something. You yeah. Know. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's that's probably a, a fair assessment of, of what his role can be this year. And if he wants to stick, uh, you know, with this team, uh, that's a really good way to approach that to be to be the leader and, and to set the tempo. Nice, I like. It. All right, let's take a quick break for the podcast side of things. We can put a commercial in there, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back, Jeff. Again, I feel awkward being on this side, kind of running the board. I feel like I, I'm obligated to kind of take the lead here, but it's okay. I, I, I can do it. So, so you said you were on the offensive side of the field. You saw most of the offensive stuff. So we'll save the offensive highlights for a, a, in a little bit here. But let's talk a little bit about the defensive side of things. I know you didn't see much. Uh, but it's kind of, kind of also to kind of play into this section. We'll also talk about the special team. So on defense, did you see anything stand out to you on the defensive side that you can speak on? Yeah. I mean, just, you know, the one play that I saw that sticks out is that Eddie Jackson had an interception off of the rookie quarterback Richardson. Um, it looked like he took it to the house, you know, and you know, they're, they're playing with live whistles. So it, to me, that was a pick six, uh, you know, it, it, you could say, well, you know, in a game, you don't know. Yeah, sure. But they're going to play until the play's dead. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chalking that up to a pick six with Freddie. Who's got a nose for the end zone, right? Like we, we know that he, he likes the ball in his hands and, and, and can take it back. And so that was good to see. I didn't see the actual throw. I just heard like a little bit of commotion, looked over. Eddie had the ball making moves, you know, scores, scores a touchdown. So that was kind of the, the standout there. I didn't hear anything else from that side. Uh, I did watch some special teams drills because the punt drills for both teams were going on and I could easily kind of watch what was happening there. Um, Gill looked like he was getting good distance on the ball. So I got to, got to mention the guillotine. Uh, um, but I, I will say on the full live punt action uh, on the punt returns, uh, the Colts gashed the bears a few times. So I'm curious what happens there with the punt coverage team. If there's, there's something going on there, if they don't have their guys quite set up, but there was a few pretty, pretty good returns overall. Uh, and then I think the thing that most Bears fans will be interested in is who was returning punts for the Bears, given Bayless Jones's struggles in that department. I was curious to see where he was going to be at, if he was going to be at all, if they've kind of moved on. But he was given the first crack um, uh, during the reps. Uh, the second person was Dante Pettis, and the third was Simba Webster. And so that was, I think, of note to to bears fans there that 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 was the order that they walked into second week of the preseason of where they expect punt returns to be um i will say that uh Bayless had a couple of opportunities in the offense i know we're i'm, I'm moving to offense now um, it's okay it's all about Bayless right now it's but it's kind of about this like last roster spot right this last six yeah. uh, wide receiver spot um had a few passes um made a nice play downfield on one of them um, I don't want to say he had a drop, but like didn't haul in another, uh, like a more difficult pass. Uh, Pettis had a drop, um, and Simba Webster actually had a pretty good play downfield, you know. So it's just one of those where it's like, eh, you know, no one's really standing out, no one's, no one's taking control here. Um, but you know, I was a little surprised that Webster's still, you know, he's still getting reps and he's actually doing pretty, he, he did pretty well with those tonight, uh, during those like one on one drills. Uh, this guy's got some speed. Like that, yes. you could tell them pulling away from the corners, uh, pretty easy. Like they get a step or two on guys, and uh, it was just a matter of if the player that was throwing the ball was wearing number one, the ball was pretty much on target every time. Uh, down with downfield throws, if the 
number on the jersey for the Bears was 15 throwing the ball. Uh, it maybe wasn't as on target, right? So you could tell the difference yeah. between uh, Justin and the other quarterbacks. Um, a lot of the drills had, had Nathan Peterman um, and, and them from my, from my side. So like half, the, two of the quarterbacks were throwing uh, one way and two of the quarterbacks were throwing the other way and going back and forth. Um, okay. And so uh, for part of it, it was Fields and Peterman. And so it was just kind of funny, like, you know, I'm trying to like tweet and then I look up and I can just kind of tell by how the ball's thrown, <laughs> who's throwing it. And I was like, oh, that was, that was Peter. Okay. Yep. Um, and, uh, but that I saw a few from the rookie uh, yeah. and he's got a nice arm. Um, yeah. he, he's pretty interesting. He's still kind of hanging around there. I'm curious to see if he can develop on the, on the practice squad. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, the punt return I think is interesting. And then uh, maybe I'll try to watch the defense tomorrow. So real quick on the special teams. Now, you mentioned the three guys you saw return a punts. That's not to say that rookie Tyler Scott didn't return punts. Just a lot going on. You didn't catch that. So, I mean, I'll have to go back and check Twitter to see if he was back there. But, you know, Scott had a, a up and down uh, preseason game, and he's had some inconsistency in, in practice. So, so maybe the Bears are just going with those three guys right now. Well, I, I don't think he returned one, but I don't okay. know that he um, I don't know that he was out there. So, okay. so I'm not, I don't, I didn't see him in any pastures. What's his number off the top of your head? Is he 13? 13, yeah. He was standing over there. So, um, but I didn't, I don't think I saw him field one. So there was a list of, uh, of walking wounded today. They're kind of working on the, uh, the bike. Maybe he was among them. I'm not sure I didn't catch that. Uh, but I will, before we go to offense, I will talk about some defensive stuff. Um, some stuff I kind of caught on, you know, via Twitter, by the live streaming guys. Uh, Eddie Jackson towards the end, he kind of got banged up a little bit. He had a big, big hit on somebody. Um, but they say he seems to be fine. And then uh, Micah Baskerville, the undrafted free agent linebacker, um, who kind of flashed a bit in the preseason game and has flashed a little bit in Bears camp, he, he closed uh, the finals uh, red, red zone session with a pick. So that was nice to see Baskerville there. So, And then also on defense of uh, Demarcus Walker, who has uh, been missing some practice because of injuries, he was back in full pads today. So he was back. So it's good that the uh, – the Bears O line uh, or the Bears D line is is getting more getting much more healthier now. How about uh, Yannick Ngakwe? Did I get the name right? Yannick Ngakwe. Yes. Was he was he out there today? Did, did, did not see did him. But I, okay. I did see uh, uh, Dominique Robinson with his new number ninety. Number ninety. So, so yeah. that that transaction must have gone through. We'll be curious to see how much that costs uh, Yannick. I'm sure it was a little a pretty penny, but you know he he can afford. It. He has got a, a nice a nice deal here. So let's jump over to the offense because that's of course you were watching the offense most of the day. You're you're kind of seated right there. Um, uh, you mentioned some of the big plays, and that was that was the 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 theme of Twitter as I was kind of following along with the practices. Um, on the defensive side of things, they said that Anthony Richardson, who is the Colts' starting quarterback rookie, had a rough game. Probably had one of his rougher games. Obviously, going against the Bears, um, it's not quite as vanilla here during the, uh, the the team portion stuff during the joint practice. So he had a rough day. Um, but about an offense, you know, who all stood out to you besides obviously Justin Fields had a had had some nice moments. Who else stood out for you on offense? Well, I think the running game is going to be really interesting. I mean, it, this is not a surprise for a team that was the number one rushing team in the game last year. Uh, but you could just tell that there's a lot of explosive play energy coming from these running backs. You saw it from uh, Deonta Foreman, you know, talked about that. That was probably the run of the run of the run of the day. Uh, but Juice Herbert had another nice run. Um, you know, he, he looks, 
like he's ready to just kind of explode. And then Roshan Johnson looks really good. So like all three of those guys, like it looks like a really fun. It's a good stable. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's impressive. And I think as these offensive linemen get gelled um, and start working together and, you know, know how to uh, work through these plays together, it's going to be pretty exciting. I think that these, you know, again, this doesn't have to be an anti-David Montgomery thing, but he wasn't an explosive running back. You know, he was, yeah. he was a, more of a, a cloud, you know, three yards of cloud of dust kind of, kind of back. Um, these guys all can break it. And, and so that's really cool. Um, the uh, the foreman run was like coming right at us. And and I and there was this, I was like, oh man, he's going to stiff arm him. And I'm just like, is he going to like, you just one of those, like, can he knock him out with this stiff arm? And, you know, he did stiff arm him, but like, right as he, right as he puts his hand up, they blew the whistle. They were like, yeah, we're not going to let this go. You know? So it sort of like backed off a little bit, right. When he went to stiff arm. Um, but you know, besides the running game, um, the DJ Moore connection is real. I mean, he's, he's an excellent, excellent wide receiver. Uh, the Colts really don't have a lot of answers for, for, for DJ Moore. And I, I don't think a lot of people around the league are going to have a lot of answers for DJ Moore. And so that, that's good. Um, I was I wanted to mention uh, Jarese Fountain. Um, yeah, made a couple of plays. Uh, so I, I believe he's from my alma mater, University of Northern Iowa. So uh, that's exciting to to see a guy like that uh, be able to step up and, and make some plays. I think that this guy's got a chance to stick around on the practice squad, and you know maybe uh, an injury uh, pro- provides him an opportunity to contribute at some point. But he, I mean, some long passes down the field, he was able to to come up with and. I just, you know, a guy that we talked about when we were at camp, saw him, you know, like, who is this guy? What's he doing? Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, they, they cut Cruikshank early um, and this guy stuck around and it looks like he's maybe making enough plays to to maybe have a future here. So that's pretty interesting. Well, you mentioned Dries Fountain. Um, Isaiah Ford also has had a nice camp so far. You also talked about uh, Simba Webster. So s- suddenly the Bears have a few guys that they feel probably feel comfortable with on a practice squad that they can kind of pull from. Plus, you know, the bears still have that number one spot in the waiver wire. So as, as teams cut some players, there are going to be some tough cuts, obviously around the, around the league. You know, the bears may decide to to bring a guy in at receiver there too, but it's nice to know that the bears have a nice professional receiving core this year with DJ Moore just kind of setting the whole thing up. Chase Claypool obviously was missing again today. Um, I, I did see that he was doing some work on the bike. From, from what I understand, it's uh, it's it's none of these injuries and the Bears are serious, and it seems like they're just kind of being really cautious with them. So I think that's a smart play right here. Um, Roshan Johnson, um, I did hear that he was getting some work with the ones, which he did earlier in the week at practice as well. So in that preseason game, he was mostly all reserve work. Maybe they're going to try and see what he can do with the, with the starting O-line in front of him a little bit here against the Colts on Saturday. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of guys – particularly in our circle that think that Roshan's just going to take the, over this job early. I, you know, I'm not one of those guys. Cause I, I really think that Herbert, Herbert. It's, yeah. it's, uh, Herbert's the guy, but I, I think that the, the most likely answer is that all three of these guys are going to see a lot of work. And, and I think that it's just because we don't know Foreman as a, as a bear long-term, right. He's a free agent signee. We can't discount that this guy was incredibly efficient last year either. Right. So the, you got to tip your cap to, to Ryan polls for, I think building a very interesting room. Um, and I think that bears fans are going to like all three of these guys. And so it, it's setting up to be like a really full and true committee, which I think is kind of interesting 
Um, a lot of times you think, well, that means you just don't really have anybody. No, I think uh, I think all three of these guys could play yeah. anywhere. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they're the three best guys in the league by any stretch of the imagination, but all three of these guys could make every other roster in the in the league. And, and so I just think it's a it's a real strength of this of this ball team. I think for me, when I, when I saw the Bears sign Foreman. Ken, we're going to talk fantasy football, but I had him on, on my fantasy. I picked him up late in one of my leagues, and this guy was like a killer down a stretch for me. So I'm like, wow, he, he put up some good numbers. I went back and looked at the uh, had his his, his uh, broken tackle numbers, his efficiency numbers as a runner, yards after contact. He's a good football player. He just never really had much of a big much of a chance early on in his career. Some injuries kind of set him back, you know. But when he took over for, for McCaffrey in Carolina. He did a lot. And then, of course, in the draft, they got Johnson. I'm not sure they planned on drafting a running back that high, but sometimes your board falls the way your board falls. And, and they took him because they also signed Travis Homer in, in, in as a free agent. So there's four guys I'm sure they're comfortable with right now that they can kind of put out there if they had to. And we saw this team lead the league last year in rushing. Obviously, a lot of that was Justin Fields, but they did a lot of stuff with Montgomery. Khalil Herbert, you know, was the was the the best yards per carry tailback in the league last year out of all backs. I mean, that's like, you know, better than Chubb, you know, better than all those guys, better, better than, you know, um, the, the guy with the Giants, all of them. He was the guy, 5.7 yards per carry. And a lot of that's just because of the threat of field. So this running attack is going to be huge again this season. Yeah, 100 percent. Um, and it's exciting that Roshan's coming along because at first we were a little, you know, oh, he's not practicing a lot. Maybe he's not going to he's going to be a guy that's going to have to wait a long time. If he's already working in with the ones that shows that he's they're starting to trust him. And so you can see him being part of the mix right from the start. All right. Before we get out of here, any other guys on offense kind of stood out? You want to make sure you mention before we do get out of here? Uh, I did see Homer catch a pass. So okay. I mean, he, he was in the mix. Um, uh, again, I mentioned the, the rookie quarterback. I think he's got a pretty good arm. You know, uh, at one point, Nathan Peterman threw an interception and the Colts fan in front of me started freaking out. I go, Hey man, it doesn't count. It's, it's, yeah, it's Peter, man. Like, sorry, on. sorry. Like everybody gets one off of Peter, man. That doesn't really count. Um, I mean, not, not to give the guy too hard of a time, yeah. but you know, it, it is, it is a different level of, uh, of play from, from those guys. Um, no, I, I don't have, uh, anybody else that, that really, uh, stepped into the into the light for me today but uh it, overall i just want to say that it was it was an interesting experience being at a at a combined practice and having the fan base be pretty well even and and pretty cordial to each other um i think it's a really cool thing and so yeah. appreciate the colts fans for welcoming the bears fans and you know bears fans for being on their best behavior which isn't always the case with bears yeah. fans so uh, proud of you guys for for not doing anything silly and uh you know, we'll do it again tomorrow. Nice. Do you want to get us out of here? Yeah, let's close up. So uh, if you guys are interested in the fun T-shirts that we have going on, uh, check out the 500 level and put in promo code GRIDIRON20. That helps us out and it helps you out. Get 20% off. we got some good stuff up there. we got five of them out so far. Uh, and we've got another two that are hopefully getting approved soon. And then another three that are getting uh, the design treatment right now. So, so check that out. Uh, website's going to be popping, um, you know, as we, as we continue to crank up and we're going to set our schedule here for, uh, what the season's going to look like. So stick with us and we're excited about bringing some fun bears football to you this year. Nice. All right, guys. That's, it. That's a wrap until next time. Bear down.